Hello and welcome back to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. We're here for another instalment of our season previews for the 2022 NFL season. And our team this time is the Baltimore Ravens. And with me, I've got a newcomer to the podcast, a Ravens fan from Wales. I've got Shane. How are you, mate? Not bad, Andy. Thanks for having me. How are you? Not, no problem at all. Yeah, I'm not too bad, thanks. Not too bad. Finished work for the day, so I'm looking forward to um, talking all things NFL. Let's do it. Let's do it. Great stuff. So, first of all, as the usual process is by now, we ask every new guest why they support the team they do. So, Shane, what made you a Ravens fan? Right. Well, I started watching NFL from playing the Madden games on the PlayStation, you know, back in the day. Yeah. And I've always had an affinity for the colour purple. And I've been a wrestling fan since I was eight years old. And of course, Raven is the name of a wrestler as well. So all the stars sort of aligned and I was like, I like this team. And I've been a fan ever since. Fair play. What year was that? Did you start getting into 2000, the... 2001, I, I, I want to say. Oh, wow. Wow. That's um, it made you feel old. I was six. <laughs> <laughs> well, fair play. And what other question we like to ask newcomers is, how does your typical NFL Sunday look? Is it watching Red Zone? Is it are you a Sky Sports man? Are you Game Pass on one screen, Red Zone on the other? How does your normal Sunday look? Well, um, I live with my housemate John, um, I, and he's a Green Bay Packers fan for his sins. So, <laughs> so, uh, so uh, we do have two TVs set up on a Sunday. We'll have Red Zone on the one. And then obviously a live game on the other. And if if we'll take it in turns, if the Packers are on, we'll watch them one week and then watch the Ravens the other week. We'll get food in, we'll have a couple of beers. You know, we really make really make a day of it. And it's it's my favourite part of the week. It's, take, it's making a Sunday my favourite part of the week. I think that's it. I think it's a good point because I know certainly when I was, say, I got into the NFL by 2010, 9 sort of time as a casual fan, but really die hard, 2015. But from my childhood, I remember Sundays were always a day I dreaded because I always thought watch the football until four and then after four the game finished at six o'clock in the evening I was like what do I do and I remember the sounds of songs of praise still give me PTSD um, <laughs> heartbeat was mine you know nine o'clock bed I think the NFL was made Sundays and now I'm up till midnight on Sundays it's um, oh, yeah quite easily really changed my Sundays completely now, I wish I wish I'd got to NFL when I was a kid because it would have made those Sundays having to hear songs of praise in the background or watching some man <laughs> of your parents put on, it would have made it a lot nicer. So, um, yeah, yeah. fair play, fair play. Um, right, let's get into the Ravens. The offseason yep. so far, the main ins include Marcus Williams, uh, Marcus uh, Pierce, Mike Davis, Vince Beagle, Cal Fuller, uh, as well as drafting Cal Hamilton from Notre Dame, 14 overall, and Tyler Lindebaum, 25th overall, centre from Iowa, and David Ajabo, the Brit, outside linebacker from Michigan, 45th overall. The main outs include Villanueva to retirement, Josh Johnson, Deshaun Elliott, Sammy Watkins, Miles Boykin, and Marquise Brown, three big wide receivers. So what is your thoughts being, Shane, on the off-season so far for your team? I think personally, um, and I'm not biased when I'm saying this, I think Eric DaCosta is a genius general manager. And we haven't, we, we very rarely do bad in the draft. Um, we needed the safety option. That's why they took Kyle Harmelton in the first round. And as much as I didn't want to see Marquise Brown go, I think he's had his chances now. I think Eric obviously traded with the Cardinals for that pick to get Tyler Linderbaum because our centre has been an issue with centre for a while. 
So yeah, and I think he's gonna he's gonna start now. He's gonna he's gonna be sorted straight in, and I think he's gonna do really well. And obviously, um, I think with the like, um, you've got. Let me try again. Um, yeah, with that, um, I can't think of his name. Is it? Is David? I can't pronounce his last name properly. The the British bloke that oh, you mentioned, Jarbo, I think is pronounced. Jarbo, yeah, they brought him in, and even though he's injured, they can still see the potential there. So I think he'll come good as well when he's obviously fit. Yeah, the Ravens for me, arguably the best team or one of the best teams we've seen to uh, drafting players. I mean, they normally go. Rather than positions of need, they go for the best player on the board. I think we saw that was Cal Hampton at 14, who was one of the best players for me in the entire draft. And then in terms of also addressing in the first round an area of need. And I think what I covered sort of when I was looking at the, the college tape, when I was sort of looking over mock drafts and all that, Linda Baum was someone I was really impressed with. So to get him where he did was really good. So I think that, you know, I think they always draft well. I think this year's no exception. I mean, get Lamar Jackson, 32nd of all when, you know, the Callbacks for with Josh Allen, but also Josh Rowland and Sam Darnold. So to get him where they did on the board, and he's probably been the second best of that class, yeah. is again spectacular work. And but on the flip side, on draft day, you mentioned Marquise Brown, who went, and that brings me on to my first question to you, Shane, was about the wide receiver depth. You lost Sammy Watkins, Miles Boykin, and Marquise Brown, and your current depth chart includes Rashad Bateman, Devin Duvernay, and James Prosh. All have got either one or two years NFL experience and. Their combined, the three of them, their combined stats so far in the NFL is 116 receptions, 1,204 receiving yards, and just three touchdowns between three players over two years. So it's not great depth, and that's probably the one weakness. Obviously, you've got Mark Andrews, who's, who's become the main sort of uh, receiving threat and the, the main target for Lamar Jackson when he was health, when he's healthy. And is that a worry for you, the fact that you've only got really Mark Andrews that you can throw to? Um, I think being a run first team. Um, I think we're, not, we're obviously going to rely on the run game more, and especially when we get J.K. Dobbins and Gus Edwards back as well to full fitness. Um, they've basically made Rashard now their number one wide receiver after his first, basically his first year bedding into the NFL. I think there's a lot more to come from him. But as you said, there's also a couple of wide receivers still left in free agency. They're like sort of OBJ, like sort of um, Julio Jones. I don't think they're going to go, but the options are there. If 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 it did come to it, you know, yeah, I think OBJ especially is going to be one player that they're saying he's not going to be fit until Thanksgiving. There's going to be a team mm. that you know, I think you could be one of them. I think the Packers could be one um, that takes him just on a cheap deal towards the end of the year, hoping to get that that ring. And I think the Ravens, you know, they're a good team. I think last year the injuries completely ruined season. I think you'd have made the playoffs if it wasn't for the Lamar Jackson injury and all the other injuries across the whole team. And I do think that OBJ, at the end of the day, he's always won a ring now, but I think he'll be hungry for more. He'll want another ring. And I think that he'll go to the probably the best team that wants him or the one that offers the most money. And I do think that the Ravens are definitely within a shout of getting it because he likes being the main man. And I think he would be the main man given to the Ravens. He would straight in. He'd be wise, even number one. And the last year you saw the Rams, that he was really good as a number two or three receiver. So maybe that's more his... His, his sort of strength these days not being the number one, he's more suited than number two or number three. But he had such a great year last year. I think that having him alongside Mark Andrews to throw to, I think he could be a really good weapon yeah. for you. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, no, I, I think that also the injury, I mentioned the injuries. Do you, obviously, we saw last year, I mentioned just then that the injuries massively played your season. But are you confident that this year that, you know, injuries 
aren't going to be still there? And do you think your team will be fully healthy this year? I don't want to jinx anything, but what's the odds? It's going to happen twice, you know? And <laughs> John's looking at me when I said that. He's laughing. But, um, yeah, hopefully, like I said, if we can get everybody fully fit, I think we've got a new strength and conditioning coach now who will obviously come in, see what happened last year, make some changes. And I think with our unbeaten um, pre-season record, I think it's up to 21-0 at the moment, Hopefully, John will be like, right, that's not as important as I want it to be and sort of rest key players before the season actually starts. So hopefully, as I said, touch wood, we should be okay. But as you can see, we lost the last six games last year due to all the injuries that cost us the playoffs. So it's hopefully not... Uh, lightning won't uh, strike, strike twice, if you know what I mean. <laughs> yeah, I think, go look at last year, or the year before that, sorry, 49ers played as injuries, the year after mm. making the bowl. Next year, they make it all the way to the NFC Championship game. So I think there's hope for you there, even though the AFC is a lot stronger. That you know, I mean, I um, when I, when I was on the radio a few months ago, I said that Ravens were my team to win the whole thing at one point. I think it was November time I was on. I was on radio, and I, I remember saying then that I thought the Ravens would go all the way. Um, obviously, that didn't work out, but I think that team is so good when fit. And Lamar Jackson, you can question his passing a bit all you want, and but. He's such an elite quarterback and he's so exciting to watch. Um, I think that, I think you guys will be, maybe win the division. If not, I think you'll definitely get in through wild card. And I think then, I think you guys, for me, are one of the dark horses of the whole NFL. I think no one's really talking about you. Everyone's mentioned the Bengals, the Chiefs, the, the Bills and all them. But I think the Ravens don't knock the Ravens out. I think they could be a really big dark horse. Speaking of which... Let's get on. The final segment of the podcast is our record predictor. So as you all know by now, every fan we have on this podcast, we like to ask them every game, whether they get a win, loss or tie, and then what get overall get a record before they give me, if they make the playoffs and their record, a prediction for that as well. So easy start on the road still, but against the New York Jets. How do you see this one going? They drafted well, but I think we'll, I think we'll take that one. Yeah, I think they had the best draft, but I think they're just two years away from being contenders yeah. once again. Um, interesting one for me and you, uh, at home to the Miami Dolphins. I think we'll take that one as well. Oh, I'm not I do, sure. I do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure, actually. I did a, I wrote an article predicting the Dolphins' record, and I can't remember what I put down for that game, but I think we've never really been able to stop the run. And I think Lamar Jackson, last time he played us, that um, was it 45-0, something like that, or 59 yeah. I want to say. And uh, he just absolutely, in his MVP, yeah, absolutely tore us apart that first he, one. He was, he was incredible. And I honestly think, and I'm not just saying this, if all our players can stay fit, we'll, we'll be as good as anybody. Mm. And I think definitely I want to look at the odds, actually, before the season starts at MVP. Cause I think Lamar Jackson, because of, the because of the injury, might be low down and have some good odds. So I might look at yeah. that. Uh, week three on the road against the New England Patriots. Do you know what? Um, I think that'll be a good game. I think we'll take it, but then again, you can never count out the hoodie. Do you know yeah. what I mean? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, week four gets harder as well. AFC East again, this time at home to the Buffalo Bills. I think they're too strong for us. I think they're a really good team. Josh Allen's incredible. I'm a big fan of Stefan Diggs as well. And I think, I think they'll beat us. So, week five, at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. That is going to be tough. That is going to be tough because you've got the likes of, obviously, Jamar Chase, who's incredible, coming on to his second season now, and Joe Barrow. 
I think uh, it'll, it'll be close, but I think they'll do us. Okay, that means you're on three and two at the moment. Um, it gets easier now. On the road to the New York Giants. Yeah, I think I think we'll take that definitely. <laughs> I think so. Uh, week seven, interesting one with the whole quarterback situation at home against the Cleveland Browns. Well, Baker's gone, and we don't even know if Deshaun's going to be starting. So I think if it all depends on Deshaun, the fact that they, they'll have to change their whole playbook if he is going to be a starter as well, and players are going to be getting used to that. That's going to be. That's going to be. I think we'll take it, but it'll, but it'll be it'll be very close. Mm. I think if Brissett starts, um, you'll win that easily. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think I think Deshaun Watson personally, when he's when he when he's obviously playing, he's me, he's top five in the league. But oh yeah. But I think first of all, I think he might not even be playing for this year. But if he does, I think the rest will be quite big because it's only only, only six no seven weeks into the season. He might take a while to get in after having the whole last year not playing. So yeah. Um, yeah. I think the Browns will have a bad year this year, but I think when he's back, I think that will be a team to really look out for. I think Deshaun Watson is that good. Um, week eight on the road to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I don't think we'll beat them. I think Brady will be too good. Yeah, I agree. I think so. uh, week nine, again on the road, this time to the New Orleans Saints at the Superdome. <sighs> that atmosphere in there is, is, it is like a 12th man and it can change games, but I think we'll have too much for him. I really do. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then week 10 to buy. Um, week 11, we mentioned Baker Mayfield. The Carolina Panthers host yourselves in week 11. The only problem with the Panthers is Christian McCaffrey. If he's if he's fit, he's incredible. Mm-hmm. But if he's not, they've got nothing. I think we love that. A win, yeah? Yeah. Fantastic. Week 12, on the road against the Jacksonville Jaguars. I hate playing the Jags. I always cast my mind back to playing them at Wembley. Yeah. And they I thought it'd be a nailed on win because the Jags are historically not a good team. And they battered us. So to me, that fixture will always stick out as, as a kind of a revenge game. I think we'll take it and we'll take it by a lot. Was that one way? Was it something like was it 45 nil or something? 40, like I think it's 40 41 17, I think it was. Uh, I remember there was two games that year. I remember that, that year in London, 2017. There was Two blowout games. I know we lost to the Saints 20 or 19 nil. I know the Cardinals lost heavily. And I remember the Browns had probably the narrowest, the narrowest loss. But I remember the Ravens did lose badly to someone. And that's what I'm thinking. Jags. I'm trying, like I said, I'm not sure of the actual score because I'm trying to erase it from my memory. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's fair. When I, I watched the Dolphins play last year and um, they broke my heart. I was on my first ever live game watching the Dolphins and um, that field goal right at the end. To stand that losing streak was was quite hard to take at Tottenham Stadium. Um, week thirteen, a bit harder this time on at home to the Denver Broncos. Russell Wilson's there now, so he's he's a game changer. He's an X factor, and the, and the likes of uh, Jerry Judy and Cortland Sutton. It's hard to pick ties in this league, but I want to say this game is as close to a tie that we'll have all season. It'll be ridiculously close. Uh, yeah, I'll go for the Broncos in that one. Okay, and then week 14, on the road again, this time to the Pittsburgh Steelers. We, I, do you know what? Playing those twice this year is going to be so sweet because I think we'll beat them both times. They've got Mitch now and Kenny Pickett, and they've basically, Juju's gone. So they've got nothing, really, and I think, I think we'll take them both times. Yeah, 
That's great. And then week 15, once again, division rival, this time on the road, first energy stadium to the Cleveland Browns. Again, it's dependent on the quarterback situation. And I think if they've got a Sean, if we play them on the road, they will beat us. But if they've got Jacoby Brissett, I think we'll take it. So I'm going to go with a win. Okay. And then week 16, at home to the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, I think we'll win that. And then week 17, you mentioned the win against the Steelers. So week 18, the final game of the year, on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals. I think the Bengals will beat us. Okay. Especially on the road, yeah. So that means your season ends according to your prediction with a 12-5 and record, which you'd assume would either win the division the AFC, yeah. or at least get wildcard, even with that AFC strength. So you make the playoffs. How far do you see this team going in the playoffs? It depends who we play. I think the fact that um, with the likes of the Chiefs and the Bills, really strong teams coming through, we're either going to be we're going to be knocked out in the f- in the first round, or I don't think we'll get past the second round. Okay, so you're saying what divisional round, maybe? Yeah, divisional round. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think I was saying on a podcast that's released probably by now, by the time this podcast is out. But I was saying that I see it being a Bills Bengals AFC Championship game, but the Ravens. Okay. Uh, ne- or the next, like you think, I think the Chiefs will take a downturn just because, even though I think Juju will be a massive improvement, a massive, mm, oh, yeah, uh, he'll improve massively from his time at Pittsburgh. I do think at the same time, as good as he'll improve, I don't think he's Tyreek Kill, and I think that no. team will target will cover Kelsey a lot more as well now. And I think that they'll still make, I think they'll still make the playoffs as a wildcard team, maybe get the divisional round. But I think that I'll be shocked if it isn't the Bills, Bengals, or Ravens playing in Arizona in February, in my opinion. Playoff football so unpredictable as well. It's like you've only got to just just quickly go back to Lamar Jackson's um, MVP season. We were incredible all, all the way up till playing the Titans in the first round of the playoffs and we lost. Yeah. And of course, Titans, they were number one seed overall. The most recent season, they got knocked out by the Bengals. The Packers got knocked out by the 49ers and no one expected that. So I think no. that is one of the best things about um, playoff football. I think in some yes. sports, it could be a thing where he knows it's going to win. Like you, you watch... Wales played New Zealand, for example, in rugby. Yeah, you know exactly yeah. how it's going to go. You know they're always going to win, and that goes for a lot of teams of player. But in the NFL, it really is anything is possible. Even if, yeah. I think even if the Rams played the Jags in Super Bowl Fifty Six, I think the Jags would still be fifty fifty because you just don't know in a big game like that. You never know. So, um, that's you're saying it any any given Sunday, any given exactly, Sunday. Yeah, exactly. So. That has been the end of our Ravens season preview. So thank you very much, uh, Shane, for coming on the podcast this week. No worries at all, Andy. Thank you very much for having me. No problem at all. And we will we'll use this chance just to, to promote your social media. So if you've got Twitter, Instagram, let us know how we can find you on there. Yeah, yeah. I'm on uh, Twitter at uh, Shane underscore Harris 14. Um, that's all I've got, really. I don't do Insta. I'm not uh, done with the kids, you know. <laughs> <laughs> bit too old for that. <laughs> Oh, fair play. But yeah, that has been the Ravens podcast. Thank you again, Shane, and we'll see you for our next season preview. All right, cheers, Andy. Thank you. No problem at all.